0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, wait a second, children of all ages, isn't this show rated explicit? Yeah, that doesn't sound right, we're going to be using a lot of adult no-no words. Ladies and gents, we're proud to present to you the Spinning Our Gears podcast. As a reminder, the issues, views, and opinions discussed in this podcast are those of the co-hosts and their guests and do not reflect those of any department, agency, city, municipality, state, or country. All stories, characters, and individuals discussed on the podcast should be considered fictional for entertainment value, especially if there's any Blue Falcons listening in. Listener discretion is advised. If you don't like it, hit the big X and find something else. Otherwise, without further ado, here are your hosts, Turk and Swagger.
1: Be sharp. These guys coming out of prison, they're buff and on drugs. If you do what they teach you in the academy, you will die. Knucklehead wants to take your gun. So if it's you or some three hundred pound naked guy in PCP, you take his ass down any way you can. You ride with me. You back your badge. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the to the spinning now you are your toes. Turk, hop, and second. Second.
0: bye bye. Blue Falcons. That's right. It's Sunday, March twentieth, twenty twenty two. I'm Turk, that fucking warrior over there. Oh my that god. That man among men, that fucking warrior is Swagger. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, that's deep, man. <laughs> swagger. Could it be true? Could it be true that the greatest podcast alive is still alive and well after all those admins said it was dead? Could that be true? That the most elite group that Eric Bischoff said was dead
1: is alive and well. It is. It is. That we are still here standing because we ain't fucking leaving.
0: We're not going anywhere.
1: Oh. if you listened to the last episode, obviously you got uh, you'll understand that uh, that reference there. So even they when try to we knock are, us down; they can't yeah, do it. Even when we are leaving, we fuck.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, We're bigger, man. better, and stronger than ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen before we before we get into that. Okay, before we get into some announcements, we do got to do a little bit of maintenance on the show. I've said it several times that you know when I'm wrong, I'm wrong. When I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm in the middle, I'm in the middle. I'm not I don't have any problem saying that I'm wrong. A couple things that we have to kind of recant a little bit. You can call us whatever you want to, but you're not gonna call us liars because we don't lie on this show. Is the first thing is the last episode, I made the comment we wanted to hit a hundred listens on our first couple episodes and said that it was, you know, just a personal thing. We weren't making money off it, which was all true at the time. But literally, what was it, swagger like? Two days after that. Yeah, two after we recorded, we, we got a you've you've heard at the beginning of the show, we got a, a sponsor possibility, I guess, and it is all based on how many listens we get. We have to have like a thousand listens total before they pay us any money, and it's it's pretty minimal. It's like ten bucks, but ten bucks is ten bucks. So I don't want anyone to think that that request last episode was a lie or in vain it really was for personal goals. We still want to hit those numbers for personal goals, but just now on top of that if we can pay even better.
1: So you mean to tell me that we just elaborated in further detail?
0: <laughs> we did just elaborate in further detail. Oh. Are we going to be in, are we going to be in a little bit of trouble?
1: I Jesus, don't get me started there.
0: <laughs> That's for another episode. Hold on, it's let me see if I can get a lawyer on the line right now.
1: Oh. <laughs> I know a good one. I can hook you up with that. Yep.
0: All we did was we elaborated. Things changed. It's very coincidental, I know, but we we want to be upfront and honest with you guys, and that's what we are right now. We're telling you the truth. Exactly.
1: So, Transparency it, is key on this podcast and anything else you do in life.
0: And we will continue to be so. The other thing that I want to half-heartedly recant And the reason I say half-heartedly is because I don't have all the details yet. For several weeks, we've been making jokes about a certain person listening in on a VPN and how it doesn't make sense that we had someone from Russia listening in. Well, first off, now we have people, according to the app, we have people from not only the US, but Canada, Mexico, Russia, and Australia listening in. Yeah. Yeah, I think... This could be one of two things. The first one being, I kind of realized over the weekend that when you sign into our department's Wi Fi, it has a built in VPN. So, literally, anyone from the department who could be a true fan listening in could be showing up from another country. But the other thing is, I'm like on the app that we use on Anchor, it shows a bunch of different analytics, it doesn't just show like the country it's coming from, it shows what platform it was listened to. It shows gender breakdown and also shows uh, age breakdown. The only way they would have that is if they, the person listening has an account. Like for Mexico, for instance, I'm pretty sure I know who that person is. It's a former officer, former handler that moved down there. I guess if it's showing details from Russia, someone might actually live there and and be listening to us or someone from the PD might've gone out of their way to make a completely fake account to listen to us which, sadly, I can't rule out.
1: (laughs) uh, mean that you and I are really good friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're really, really close. (laughs) I don't know if you know that, Mm -mm. but we're we're pretty close. Yeah, so those are the two things that I wanted to recant to be completely open and transparent. Uh, We're not giving up on trying to track those down and see exactly who those were. But I had one other piece of maintenance that I wanted to bring up. So we had a fan we had a fan reach out to us and let us know about a program called Copline. Have you heard of that swagger?
1: I have not heard of that.
0: So Copline is they call themselves an officer's lifeline and it's a group of either current or former or retired first responders. They just offer assistance to any current or former or retired first responders who are going through some stuff, whether you're just having a tough day or you're having a tough week or you're having one of those ultimate tough times where you're, you know, you're, you're going on a black hole. They offer services and they offer a one-on-one talking Uh, can be completely anonymous. From what I can tell, it seems like a great program. I have not used it myself, but if one of our fans is reaching out and telling us about it, I'm sure that it has to be good. You can, you can find this at www.copline.org or 1-800-COPLINE is the call in 800 number.
1: That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Um, appreciate the fan reaching out to us and uh, informing us of that because I have not heard of that.
0: Yeah. So if there's anybody else out there that's got good or bad, let us know and we'll we'll keep pitching it. So.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna you know if you got some good that we haven't mentioned or or that you think we need to add into the show, by all means, get them to us and and we'll definitely uh, throw a little line in there. Try to get people some.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Trying to make this profession better than it's ever been. So exactly do you have any maintenance there swags just a couple things you know uh, highly unfortunate life
1: event occur uh, out of my control and if you know you know uh, but definitely stay tuned for further details on that because that's going to get exciting and then we also had a a police wife reach out to us uh, requesting an episode with uh police wives so we are going to try and schedule that rolling, so stay tuned for that as well we're excited i know my wife's pretty excited um, she's got some things she wants to say if you can so
0: <laughs> yeah my i pitched to my wife too she was a little nervous but i think she's on board um, yeah sure it should be great i think it, you know this might be few weeks maybe even months away but we're putting it together so yep i it's think in, it'll be a good time
1: works, so yeah
0: absolutely so well here's i guess a great one if you have questions that you would want answered from a cop wife send them in
1: exactly that's probably that good way. yeah that's a good prep
0: we could we could include that in the episode might give us some more talking points to go over that we don't already have
1: yeah exactly i I yep I don't know if uh, people have been following us on Facebook and uh Instagram or whatever but we got koozies for sale
0: yeah we do so,
1: from Emory heart designs it's uh, production is in full force there Facebook and Instagram uh, I think we're gonna have a little ad read a 13 year old who is pretty much the CEO of the company <laughs> is uh is uh doing for us so she's gonna she's gonna get out there and uh and pitch you guys uh kind of just a little bit of an ad and I hope you guys enjoy it. So,
0: Yeah. You want to take a little break and go pitch it over to them? Yeah. All right. Let's do it.
1: Emery Heart Designs is a mother and daughter-owned business. We started out making bracelets, and we have now added personalized gifts, drinkware, and koozies. We are proud to partner with the guys at spinning our gears and fully support the work they are doing. Please check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Emery Heart Designs. That's perfect. It sounded that sounds good. good. That sounds yeah. Really good, yeah. That sounded gotta, real crystal clear.
0: We got to thank those guys over at Emory Heart. It was very cool them to step up and help us out and go check them out. They've got a bunch of different patterns, designs, and we'd love to see our, our name all over America.
1: Yeah, especially so. in certain areas that, you know, your name may be uh, frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, <laughs> there are certain areas where that might be a little zinger. I was thinking, you know, places where maybe your name's been drugged through the mud over the past six, seven months to certain people.
1: Yeah. Or a couple years, I guess. I mean, <laughs> weird. All right. All
0: right. All right. We're going, we're going positive, right? We had a negative episode last time. We're going positive this time.
1: So, one more positive thing. I don't yeah. know if anybody plays video games. I know Turkey. I know you do. Did you know that on three. 31 to 2022 MLB the show 22 comes out
0: no kidding
1: yeah so you know get your uh, get your games I will be more than willing to smoke you in a game of baseball
0: well what's your overall record right now on god the, dude, 20... I don't...
1: the 2021 one I had a lot lot more wins than I did losses we'll just say that yeah I like to play this I, I um, think so, I'm yeah.
0: still rocking the 19 and the 20 to be honest
1: oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's all right that's all right because you know it's really all a few feature changes here and there and it's really just the same game on repeat over and over and over again but so that comes out on march 31st 2022 so be looking out for that i know we're trying to sports and video games and stuff that dudes like to do uh as well as the as well as the law enforcement side so
0: some ladies too well yeah i got my
1: sounds bad i got my 13 year old daughter playing grand theft auto today so nice oh man nice dynamic there so but after that guess what happened
0: uh throw it at me i don't know
1: well me and the guys on the the squad for warzone decided we were gonna go uh, get four dubs on rebirth there in about a matter of an hour so pretty successful day there Um, (laughs) but we enjoy it it's a it's a kind of a cool group of guys uh one of the guys on the squad is a guy that i worked worked with worked with type person, um, and then uh, two guys from uh, another agency in the area that, uh, that I'm at, that general area, so.
0: Well, are they listening to the podcast? They are. Yeah, the they are. Better they better be.
1: Bought, yeah, they've bought koozies. Um, nice. Yeah, I hope one of that one of them is repping a koozie tomorrow morning when he goes and sits in the roll call. <clears throat> That'd be great. <laughs> so, and sounds I... like he's going to, and we told him it's, uh you know, it doesn't happen. It's not that it didn't happen if there's no photo, so. Yeah.
0: Either grow a pair of testicles, or mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we'll we'll take it either way. But
1: yeah, regardless, <laughs> we're not we're not too needy.
0: Well, so I sent you a text earlier today about about the NASCAR race. I, what did I say? Like like three or four of the five that I had bet on all got wiped out in one wreck. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So the one other one that I had money on actually won the race. <laughs> Can't so I mean then. I made my money back.
1: (laughs) Oh, dude. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, You text me and I'm like, you're like, did you, have you watched the race yet? I'm like, no (laughs) (laughs) terrible thing. I was using my leaf vac for the first time ever. Uh, I got it for Christmas and you know, it's a frigid cold typically. And it was nice today. So I got out there and vacuumed up, a. Like four piles. I'm like, where the hell these things come from? They blew all over from my neighbors because I closed my say, leaf pile up before the fall.
0: So they weren't like all soaking wet and clogging up and everything.
1: No, not too bad. Not too
0: bad. It's good. Yeah, yeah. We're finally, finally starting to see some nice weather outside. Some warmer weather. We're starting to see some sunshine. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Other sunshine. One of us is seeing.
1: No. Are you what? ready for this? Oh God, I don't
0: know. I, you know about it? Yeah. Yeah, so someone else is finally seeing some sunshine because this guy here is moving on. <laughs> yes By the time this episode is released, I will I will be somewhere else and no longer with the current agency that I'm with.
1: You are going to be in greener, greener pastures, my buddy.
0: Hopefully.. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh
1: no, I know. I've uh, a guy I went to the academy with is down down there. Uh, he was right across the hall from me, a good friend of mine. Yeah, and he has tried to recruit me to that age in the past probably four or five years, uh, talking about their shift schedule, all that stuff. I should have maybe have taken it a little bit, um, but I did not because I'm. Well, a, but well, then
0: you and I wouldn't have this podcast if you did. That that is true.
1: That is a very true statement. There, I would so, completely agree with that. Yes. So, but
0: well, you know, I'm I'm going to be heading down there, and I'm going to be testing the waters, and if it's good. Maybe I'll, I'll recruit you onto the boat.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, just throw me the life jacket and pull me right out of that.
0: Really right in. Yeah. It, there's, you know, a story to come, obviously. It's not time mm-hmm. for that story, but it was time to leave. So yeah. yep. I'm, I'm not going to tell the story, but what I will say is I know that a lot of our, our current co-workers listen to the podcast and just want to, you know, make the announcement and let you all know that obviously I'm going to be missing you even the ones I didn't like very much.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep, <that's laughs>
0: no, any, anybody there who's ever had my back, whoever kept me safe on a call, kept me safe on the radio, any one of those things. I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you for 10 good years and stay in touch. So
1: that's awesome. Yeah. But you. I'm happy for you. So it's going to be a, going to be a good fit for you, I think. And, uh, and then I hope other people, uh, that we're we're close with, or you know, I hate to see people have to do something, you know, just because they, you know, they feel stuck, right? Yeah, trapped or whatever. But if you're feeling that way, that's a, that's a sure sign right there that you need to probably move on as well and yeah, yourself to some greener pastures and kind of embrace life a little bit more than than you are currently. Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah, I'm I'm excited and nervous at the same time. Uh, Zootopia is a very large place. <laughs>
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> and you got all those all those years of experience, and and then you know being a K nine handler and SWAT and all that other stuff. So FTO maybe, and things on those lines. So
0: maybe if you come down there, we'll call it Zootopia. That'll be our 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 code word for it.
1: Yeah, well, probably.
0: <laughs> I guess just with this, you know, with this big announcement, I we thought it would be kind of a fun little episode. Now that I'm going to be a new boot again on the street.
1: Yeah. And
0: yeah, I thought we'd all talk right. about. Oh, go ahead. Are you well. really though? Like,
1: I mean, I just, I know that it's new, you're new to the agency. You're going to be, you know, other people have come into our agency that are newer, you know, and they've done mm-hmm. right. They, they were at a different agency. And I just, I, I think it's into one of my topics I'm going to talk about in this episode a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, to drop the rookie, you know, thing. even if you go to a new agency, I just I have a hard time thinking that you're, you're going to be the, you know, a boot. Like,
0: well, I guess, um, i'm going in with the mentality that i am a new boot and i'm starting off on that bottom rung of the ladder i'm not gonna there be go. to jump anybody you know i have that so, written down as
1: well i think we already started this up <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> this whole episode our our thought process was going to be you know talking about some things that we wish we knew when we were when we were new boots and we were rookies yep i didn't mean to jump into a couple of those things already maybe we'll cut back on those so we can go into detail
1: yeah we'll do that uh, yep
0: Lay it on me, man. What's the first thing you had? What's the first thing you wish you would have known when you were a rookie?
1: I'm going to kind of take this as informational, but then also maybe some legit issues uh, that you are going to possibly experience in law enforcement as a rookie, Mm -hmm. and maybe some red flags that you maybe needed to to pay a little bit more attention to. First thing, the simplest thing I think every FTO is going to tell you, and that is your geography. So my, uh, my thing that I did, from the area that I work in, and I guess <laughs> my point there is, is that we would come up. You know, we were looking for houses. We'd come up on the on the weekends when I was at the academy, you know, Monday through Friday. But on the weekends, and drive around the area while looking for homes, and got kind of a general idea of the layout of of the of the town. So, so take that extra time to do that because that's going to help you a lot. It's going to keep an FTO off you, riding you. Uh, as much yeah. as they're going to so if you don't know where you're going that's a huge officer safety issue for not only yourself but everybody else so um, make sure that your geography is on on point
0: yeah don't rely on the electronics that you have around you because as we learned in the duration mm-hmm. when those things go down you no longer have a gps you no longer have a map
1: yeah. yeah
0: that's that's one of the things i'm nervous about they've already told me that the town i'm going to is it has no rhyme or reason with the streets. <laughs> they're right. Like they're like if a developer came in and developed that street, it's probably all of his kids' names or like his dog's name. So that should yeah. be that should be interesting.
1: So mo- for rookies out there that are listening, most towns, right? Or most most, I'm not saying all, are going to be designed in a certain way that you're gonna be able to know okay what 100 block you're in. Or if you're traveling east and west, what side of the street the evens or odds are on, mm-hmm. or north and south, things like that. So, And then obviously parted off neighborhoods, you know, like if you're in this area and it's all tree names like Maple or, yeah. you know, they, they did that for a reason. Um, So catch on to that stuff for sure.
0: Which is crazy because mm-hmm. you never realized that or thought of the, about that as a civilian. It was just when no, you got, right. you know, as a first responder, like you're yep. t- meaning to tell me all of the odd numbers are on one side and all of the even numbers are on the other side. Yeah. Mind blown.
1: <laughs> I, I had no clue that that's how anything was done until I was a cop. I mean, like I had absolutely zero knowledge of it. And I mean, I've been in law, around law enforcement for several years, you know, family and law enforcement, you know, worked with a lot of cops, a lot of great people. And no one ever thought to tell me that. No, <laughs> so, well, like, Same whatever. boat, brother. Same boat.
0: Yep. First thing I had written down was not everyone needs a ticket or to be arrested.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: That is one that. It's really hard to, it almost seems like they, the program pushes the other way because they want to see how the, the new boot, the pr- probationary officer or whatever you want to call them, how they react when it's time to do those things. Yep. You have to kind of pump the brakes out of the program and realize that, no, that's not the case. I kind of like to think of it as, is that, you know, envision that's one of your relatives in that car or the person that you're dealing with. And actually I just, I it's kind of funny, I'm wrapping up my career right now and I'm finishing it up by FTOing a new person and just got into an argument with the sergeant over this. <laughs> I was told that I could not teach the new person how to let someone go. And they had to be ticketed over this certain offense. And I, I told them, no, that's not the case at all.
1: Yeah, no, not at all.
0: <laughs> I said, respectfully, no, that's not the case at all. And almost gotten a little shouting mouth and I just decided to turn around and walk out
1: yeah that's uh hmm, interesting because impression isn't anything
0: yeah apparently that's not you know a thing the last (laughs) the last i knew there were four charges that we had to charge we're obligated to charge and yeah not having a driver's license is not one of those
1: no Hmm. interesting yeah well mm, sergeant's list you (laughs) uh, okay anyway all right (laughs) moving on (laughs) that'll be touched it, on later as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> if anything we're cracking ourselves up
1: yeah i'm dude i'm over here dying i don't know about you <laughs> this is this is comic relief <laughs> um all right so i got by. oh okay yep so this is kind of one of the ones that i was going to talk in the middle of the episode now that we're kind of pushing through um but uh <laughs> you know, when you drop the rookie title you know so all these rookies coming out here i it is my opinion this is probably agreed upon uh, beyond all most or all law enforcement officers in the community drop the rookie title until probably about year five. Yep. The amount of stuff that you are going to learn constantly as you go through. Now, if you're in a bigger city, right, large city, you're probably going to drop that a lot quicker because you're going to handle calls uh, for service that are going to be of the um, more intense variety, shots, fire calls, murders, you know, robberies, um, like on a, on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you're in a smaller agency, it it may be longer than five years. You know, you kind of have that, that little leeway that you're not handling these things on a frequent, you know, if somebody tells you that you're not going to be a off rookie after one year, like most rookies think don't take offense to that because that's legitimately probably when they felt like they didn't get off the rookie status, which is around five years as well. So, and I feel the same.
0: I'm going to piggyback off that one. I was going to save this for last, actually, but just to kind of tell a little story and then jump into why this is. When I was at my first agency, I was told for your first five years, you don't have an opinion and to shut your mouth and don't, you don't talk unless spoken to. And that was a little more old school kind of hardened way of looking at it. But I really wish they had told me why. And it's just like you said, for those first five years, you know how to be an officer. You don't know how to be a cop. There's so much to learn and there's so much that you're going to learn that you need to have your eyes and ears open and your mouth shut. If you're talking, if you're putting your opinion into things, you're not gonna learn them. And you're gonna you're gonna get thumped on the head more often than not, literally or figuratively. Yep. Just take that time, learn about learn about everything really. Learn about the county attorney that you're gonna be dealing with or the state's attorney wherever you're at. Learn what the department is made up like. People you can trust, people you can't trust, what they want out of an officer, what, just how their vision, where they're looking to go. Are they more community-oriented policing? Are they more tickets? Are they more, you know, anything under the sun? Figure that out. And then also learn the area that you're around. What does the community want? Is it the same as what the department wants? Is it the same as what you want? Because if it's not what you want, it's time. You you and I both know this. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to change the entire department.
1: Nope. So
0: as much as you want to, until you're chief of police somewhere, you're not going to change the entire department. And if you're three years in and you're miserable because the department and the city aren't what you're looking for, maybe it's time to go elsewhere.
1: Cause there, you know, I've, I've talked to several people who have left a certain agency that are much happier elsewhere. So if that you, you know, aren't getting your, you know, not finding your way. doesn't mean you need to not be a cop, right? You know, sure. you know, you you can go somewhere else, find find somewhere else to go and and have a highly successful career there as well. So,
0: well, that's not even a negative thing at all. Nope. Like if you work for, I mean, we all kind of know this. If you're in law enforcement, state patrol agencies tend to be very traffic. Yes. Go get them, pull them over type stuff. If you don't like that, don't do it for 25 years because you're not right. going to come out of it happy at all you're going to be miserable even when you retire yeah like i said it's not a negative thing but just realize that just like the department doesn't owe you shit you don't owe them shit except for a handshake and a thank you for the opportunity so if you're not liking it and you're miserable and it's affecting your mental health look around see what else is out there that way you're happy and they're happy
1: your service isn't to services to the citizens of the community um, or even the country, depending upon, or the state, obviously. So, you know, keep, keep those straight, you know, if you need to something else, you know, do so as long as it makes you happy and you can still, you know, serve the community or serve your country or whatever you got to do, by all means do so.
0: Yep. And that actually brings me my next one that I was going to say is that badge and gun brings a responsibility, not respect. You need to earn that respect amongst your peers, but especially with the community. He said you have a responsibility to your community. And you know, going out there and being that asshole with a stick up your butt and thinking that you're something you're not just because you got that piece of tin on your chest and you're gonna learn the hard way real quick.
1: I couldn't agree with that a lot of egos that come flying around, especially when you're you know, fresh onto the street, you wanna go after it, you hear the world. And you, know, you got. Sometimes you got to take a step back swallow your pride and understand that you know people are experiencing like real life issues in mm-hmm. your community, and mm-hmm. you can to help them, not not to hurt them. So, yeah.
0: And I, and I think we're probably all a little bit guilty of all of these at some point. Maybe maybe not all of them, but quite a few of them, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, what you got next?
1: <clears throat> My next one is a funny one because everybody's gonna get a kick out of it, but it is the job work um, <laughs> if you thought you were just gonna go in and you know slap cuffs on people and, you know, and that was gonna be it you might be in the wrong profession and if you wanted to be a journalist you're gonna get that here because guess what you're gonna journal everything you do so <laughs> so uh, you know long and what I would call a lot of mostly pointless paperwork let's be real everybody has body cams now just watch the fucking video (laughs)
0: like (laughs) that's
1: all you really have to do anymore Um, do you know
0: do you know the comedian gary owen
1: uh yeah i've heard of it i've heard him i haven't
0: seen dude dude is hilarious he can get a little bit on your nerves if you listen to a whole show but i encourage everyone to go go look up i was the best cop ever by gary owen he tells the story about being in the military and making a cool twenty eight thousand dollars a year <laughs> and thinking he was gonna just tear it up <laughs> at three o'clock on his three o'clock in the morning on his first night work and he goes out and he gets an O dub and he thinks it's fucking the best thing in the world and he's like then nine o'clock that morning rolled around i was still doing paperwork <laughs> Oh, man. And he goes into a story about how his views on OBY wise changed after that, for sure.
1: Yeah. Those things, those, and unfortunately, domestics, the that's for those things are huge. Yeah. I didn't get involved with that yeah. one, at least at our agency. And I'm going, shit, I have terrible handwriting. Like, I naturally have terrible handwriting. There's nothing I can do about it. Besides slow down, which then takes more time, right? So- right.
0: Hey, do you like writing mm-hmm. the same things over and over and over again? Be a police officer.
1: Yeah. It <laughs> template pretty much every single call, you know, arrest report or, or, uh, or even like just general theft report or anything like that. You could pretty much template it, copy and paste it, and just change out like the names and you'd be set.
0: Like, but you still, like, like you said with the domestic, like we've got like four forms where you have to put the same information over and over and over again.
1: Yeah. I don't. <sighs> I don't understand that. That's just like, to me, that's killing a lot of trees, you know. Literally. 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 Like, this shit could be digital, all digital, and yet we're still having to do, like, some paper copy stuff. And I get it. You know, people, some of our older listeners are going to be like, oh, yeah, paper copies. But, okay, it's, you know, it's time that everybody has computers. You know, you can do it digitally. uh, So, we're not wasting so much, you know, I mean. I'm not trying to be like some like environmentalist or anything, but at the same time, like do your job, do your part.
0: Well yeah, Turk and Swagger and the Spinning Our Gears podcast are environmentally friendly.
1: Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on that because uh yeah, never mind. We're just gonna leave <laughs> <up>. <laughs>
0: Well, you know we're gonna get a bunch of emails going, uh, we don't do that at our department.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make my pitch for running for Congress here in a minute. I don't stop. So no, I'm just kidding. Gonna... <laughs> Do your job. Come on, just do your job. Did yeah, do your so. job.
0: That's a great advice for rookies. Just do your job. Are
1: we done with the episode now? Then or... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. All right, am uh, I up or you up?
0: Uh, I can go. That's fine. All right, you go. My next one is purchase and maintain a calendar. Yep. Or use that calendar on your phone, but That's just make sure you maintain that motherfucker.
1: Well, you never. Because... Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I'll well, touch it. This is gonna be epic.
0: Well, I was just going to say that you've got, you're never going to have a normal schedule. Even if you have set days off, you're going to have overtime, you're going to have training, you're going to have fucking court popping up and it's never at the convenient time. And it seems like you'll get that subpoena for Monday on a Saturday and you're like, well, okay, I guess I'm going in early. So, but if you don't maintain that shit, you're going to get more paper, meaning you're going to get written up.
1: Yeah. Kind of touch on that. You know, if you have a calendar, right? and you're, you're staying up to date on it, make sure you're owned up to date on the calendar as well. Uh, you know, like if they happen <laughs> to take an adjusted day away from you, if yeah. happened, you know, you were supposed to be there, uh, or vice versa that you had a, day and you then showed up to work and they're like, "Oh, you're off on an adjusted day. Communication is key, obviously. Um, so, but if you can to stay on top of it, like Turk said, get yourself a calendar or use your technology on your phone.
0: Well, I think uh, what he's alluding to is that oh, yeah. if your if your department still uses an old fashioned dry erase board, and you go into your days off with three days off, and they change that board during your days off and don't call you, they might try to write you up. So you'd better have picture proof of what's going on.
1: Yeah, because um, you're supposed to, you know, just mind read, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun stuff there. <laughs> going to lead me into another one here, which is. Uh know you're going to get several different opinions on how to do something. (laughs) Some, not even close to right. So,
0: (laughs) Sorry. That's good. You you go, you go. All right. (laughs) So basically,
1: (laughs) there's like nine ways to skin a cat.
0: I can't even stop. uh,
1: I, I know, I'm sorry. Obviously orders as you do anyway, as you should do anyway, I guess. Uh, But know in the back of your mind that even if you're being ordered to do something that is probably not ethically or morally accurate, you know, make sure that you are able to make a conscious effort to uh, correct that issue. So,
0: yeah,
1: and if you're in court um, and spell something one way, your heart, it's spelled a different way (laughs) um, and you bring that attention forward to someone who can't spell that's maybe checking a report <coughs> then then uh you know have the tact to them and show them in the dictionary that this is actually how you spell it yeah i'm gonna well, stop it, there before i get too it, far in that rabbit hole
0: no you mean it like one of the very real things that we had to uh go through yeah. was at our old department or my old department we rotated supervisors every year that's how the schedule went uh and i i I agree with it because who wants to be a sergeant on evenings for 10 years straight, right? Absolutely. Um, but every year you've got three to five new supervisors coming in and they've all got a different way of how they want to manage. And they just kind of expect you to know sometimes what their way is. It used to be well, just, just one year we had a set of supervisors that would say, get here on time, go load up a car, be in roll call by five after. Well, day one of the new the new supervisors coming in. I'm sitting in there because I've got a car already loaded up. I have a canine car that's loaded up at all times. I'm sitting in a roll call and the lieutenant's freaking out. Like, where's everybody at? This is ridiculous. They're supposed to be here. Well, the old supervisor said be here at five after. They probably didn't know that yet. Things like that. That's what that's what Swagger's talking about. Yep. I do like the misspelling though. Or like yeah. drive or drive stun. Yes. It's it's not a dry stun because we don't have a wet stun. It's a drive <laughs> stun with the V.
1: Oh man, yeah, so. I, we could. That might be a whole episode in itself, honestly.
0: Uh, about tasers?
1: <laughs> well, no, about doing things uh, differently than anybody else.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. But, and so that that story that I talked about with the tasers, I actually have to give credit to that sergeant who was working. He's no longer with the department, but. He, he made me go into the report and change it because he thought it was dry. And I said, no, it, it's drive. <laughs> and he went to the taser instructor the next day and found out that I was correct. And he came to me humbly and said, Hey, you were right. I was wrong. So.
1: That's uh, that's the mark of leadership right there is absolutely. Uh, is knowing when to accept your faults and, uh, and correct your, you know, correct your mistakes. So, uh, but you know, There's not great leaders entirely everywhere. So good on him for doing.
0: Yeah. My next one is learn to have a conversation versus talking to people. And I know that seems kind of silly, like it's the same thing. But again, we all are guilty of some of these. I was one that I talked to people and kind of had to remember my days of county and being in the jail and go back to having conversations with people because you're not going to get anywhere talking to or at someone. You're just going to make a fool of yourself.
1: Yeah. And it's going to look real bad on body camera.
0: That too. But you just, you get more respect and you get more compliance when you have a conversation with someone and they go, that's just a person behind the badge. It's not just a badge.
1: Right. You probably get more information out of them too. Yep. Something like, to think about.
0: Like when you let someone go for driving without a license and yeah, eh, whatever.
1: <laughs> what did they end up snitching on somebody? I mean, no, they didn't <laughs> snitch, but
0: they were—they didn't snitch, but they were super cooperative with us, and I think we gained an ally as opposed to an enemy. Yep, yep.
1: But I yep, absolutely.
0: Another day, another time.
1: Uh huh. So kind of, I, this might be kind of backing into the one with you know people do things differently, but understand that other jurisdictions do things differently as well, mm-hmm. uh, likely uh, better and more efficient with common sense. Um, so keep that, uh, keep that in the back of your mind that the jurisdiction, uh, that they're going to handle something a lot differently than possibly what your your agency is. I know I <clears throat> ended up over a neighboring agency on a couple different occasions when I was a rookie and was thinking that they were doing stuff unethically. And now looking back on it, now that I'm several years down the road, I'm going, oh, no, they were just doing it more efficiently they figured it out a different way. That was a lot quicker, um, but still accurate, you know, and still, still right. You know, still correct. So they just knew how to do it better.
0: I think to kind of, I I think what you're saying is like taking a report versus not taking a report.
1: Yeah. That is that right. Yeah. That and really just about anything else, obviously policies are going to be different. They're going to be standardized, but I'm sorry. You could, you could run into something different, you know, entirely over there. Is sure. Being... I just,
0: I just meant when you brought up the, you thought they were being unethical at first. I don't want people to think that he's talking no. about like, like use of force or like, yeah, you know, like no profiling or anything.
1: Nope. Talking about just how, more or less, how they did like, uh, you know, scene, scene command, scene, security, and then, um, whether it's, or sure. Right. Yep. So, so yeah, you're you're hitting the nail. Um. Yeah. So, but it's really just a blanket ordeal. But yeah, no. No one I've seen do anything or immoral. Gotcha,
0: so, gotcha. gotcha. <clears throat> very good.
1: Clar- clarified that up. I don't want to throw any shade at anybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or get us sued. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Set us up for court forever. <laughs>
1: right. Oh, dude.
0: Um. Let's see here. Uh, my next one is, I think, pretty simple. Equipment is needed to be tactical, but it doesn't equal tactics. I like that. Yeah. I do like I mean, every department has that tactical Johnny that has every version of every piece of equipment you could ever think of. And oh. they'll buy one thing one month and then take a big hit by buying something else the next month. But then they also have no idea how to use that shit. They just have it on them. Right. Make sure you're you're practicing your tactics. Make sure you're becoming a better officer and not just an equipment whore.
1: Yeah, that's uh, I'm glad that pretty much anybody that I've encountered that's done that. Close friend of mine. He is very tactically sound. Yeah, puts um, his shit together. So, and I think you know who I'm talking about.
0: I do know who you're talking about.
1: <clears throat> um, if you're going to do that, you're going to have all that gear. Uh, by all means, do so, but make sure you know how to use it.
0: Mm-hmm. And have have a good reasoning for it, so that you can you can relay that to command staff, so that they're not they're not harping on you for having stuff that wasn't issued. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Like. What I've seen of that person that you're talking about, they've been able to justify why they have it. And if they had had to write a memo, they would write a memo. And the next thing you know, it's on their belt the next day.
1: If there is something that is going to make you a more for better, for officer safety purposes, it's going to keep you safer, keep uh, other officers around you safer, and you need to get it approved by your uh, administration, don't be afraid to do so. Because obviously Mm -hmm. they should be a need so if you know if you're a guy that doesn't shoot well with a handgun and you want to put a red dot on there uh, to help you by mm-hmm. all means Right? the memo it's a, it's,
0: get the opportunity it's just when you go to them, i want it and i want this it's cool you know if you have that type of a uh, attitude going into it or if that's your way of explaining it then you're not going to get it right
1: my next one that i got is you're going to get called things possible <laughs> Everybody's going to get kick out of these because, you know, you're sitting back thinking of what are the dumbest things I've been called to? Well, you know, neighbor cutting the grass on the neighbor's (laughs) side of the property. That's not a police issue, you know, until you make it one. You know, oh, they shoveled snow into my driveway. You know, it's like what? I mean, you know, know your neighbors. Like I always told people, like, why don't you just get along? Like my neighbor, everybody around me uh, on the block that I live on. Knows who I am. Uh, mm-hmm. We get along. You know, we obviously during the raid show, we helped each other out, right? You know, that's what you're supposed to do. But I just can't understand why people and their neighbors just can't can't get along. It's like they can't coexist whatsoever. It's unbelievable. Well, it, seem,
0: it seems like anymore, they call the cops right away. Yeah. Like new neighbors just moved in and they're playing music too loud. I'm going to call the cops instead of going over there and talking to them.
1: Right. They don't even try. There's like no effort being put forward. So 100%. Yeah.
0: I think I like the way I phrase this is because you talk about the stupidest calls possible from the time of 1 p.m. to about 10 p.m. You're managing other people's kids. And then from 10 p.m. back to that next 1 p.m. You're managing adult kids.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. That's I've never even thought about that. That's awesome.
0: Like like the overnight hours are the drunk kids, the drunk adult kids. And then those daylight hours are like you said, those neighborhood disputes where they they're just a bunch of Karens and Kyles and they can't, <laughs> they can't manage, you know? Yep. Mine or yours. You're up, man. Okay. You're here up, we go. Yeah. I kind of touched on this just a little bit ago and I touched on the last episode too, but I just wish I knew what proactive proactivity was. It's not, it was, it's quality, not quantity. Yep. And exactly. it's you making an impact, some sort of impact, whatever that is on the community. It's not going out and writing a hundred tickets. And listen, there, there's a place and a time for tickets. I get it. If someone's being ridiculous in a car, they get a ticket. But going out and writing a hundred tickets a day does not mean that you're a proactive cop. Does not mean that you're a good cop. You're probably not making much of an impact besides financially in on any one of those people that you're talking to. So find your niche, get into it, devote your time to it, and make that impact on the community.
1: Yeah, if it, if it's getting out and talking to kids to bridge the gap in the community policing world of things, where you're, you know, trying to get it to where you know, for let's be real, the last unit have been just getting like hit by a baseball bat over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So if you're getting out, you and know, who knows what parents are telling kids or so forth. But if you get out and you interact with these kids in the community, uh, kind of like obviously did back in the back in the day, back when law enforcement, you know, was real real good old guy, old timers, Um, but that's, they got out and talked to people. So all these, all these, all these cops that get out and talk to kids, you know, that are on the sidewalk playing basketball, you know, throwing the football around, whatever, and they get out and participate with them. That's great stuff right there. Um, You know, don't, don't cloud it, you know, don't try to like do it for, you know, likes on Instagram or something like that. Yes, thank you. Yeah, but absolutely. Because, you know, it's the, you know, what being a police officer really is, is it's to get out there and be part of the community.
0: So, yeah, I I hadn't even thought of that. I was going to hit it as soon as you said it, though. If I see one more video of cop gets out and plays with inner city kids and it's like for some reason the person recording it had their camera ready from beginning to end, like it didn't just cut in in the middle, like it was very clearly staged that dude that goes against all of that, right? It's so fake and people pick up on that, that that cop is being fake. They don't want to be our buddies anymore. They don't want to be on our side. If anything, I think it's you know driving a bigger wedge in between us.
1: I agree. Yep.
0: Now, me, I like to get out of the car and yell at kids to get off my damn lawn.
1: Oh, jeez. Hold <laughs> on.
0: <laughs> I got, get off I got my the, lawn. <laughs> I got the gray hair in my beard to say that I'm 60, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man.
0: No, I don't yell at kids unless they have it coming to their mind.
1: <laughs> that, that's true. Yes. Uh, my next one are, uh, you know, as some officers are going to intentionally void calls and get away with them. Oh, yeah. If you got the old, this, right, you know, understand that you being the rookie, you're probably going to get pushed off a lot of calls. Don't take offense to it. You know, if like the officer isn't doing as much as you are, they've done enough. Obviously, they've been there for 30 years. Um, so don't take offense to that when, you know, that's happening, but, you know, it is is—it is upsetting, you know, that, that's, that's occurring. So, but that's what's going on is it's it's a just kicked in. We've all heard it before.
0: Try to be positive about it. Look at it as a learning experience. Exactly. Those first five years, right? Go get the experience of getting those reports so that you are a rock star, kick-ass officer. And maybe it will help you move laterally or vertically amongst the department.
1: Yeah. And that and touching on that a little bit further, you know, if you're, if you're doing those extra, those extra, you are know, taking those for the senior officers who, uh, you know, you're not busy and they're not busy or, or whatever, if they're busy, you know, they two, three reports or whatever it is, you know, and you have nothing, you should be going and fielding that call for them, um, mm-hmm. helping them out. So, you know, it's all team effort. Um, so don't, you know, offer those services, you know, offer your services to, officers but also offer those services to the rookies like i, I took great pride in and taking calls for some of the rookies on shift because you know i knew that they were down already a couple of reports right so i would be mm-hmm. like you know what i have nothing so i'm gonna go so that way they can go home on time as well
0: yeah so now if, if that senior officer is uh avoiding calls and not not keeping you safe right yep. like if if an emergency call comes out and you two are dispatched to it and that officer decides they're going to do a couple laps around the trailer park looking for a wanted person, that's not okay. And either call them out on that, or if you don't feel comfortable, go to a supervisor and call them out on that. Because ultimately, every day, we're looking to go home safe, and that shit is bullshit.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, that's a fucking Steve. Oh, like the roll call room
0: would say. <laughs> yeah, that's like what the roll call room would say is a fucking Steve. Yeah. We call it a blue fuck, and they call it a Steve.
1: It's all the same.
0: <laughs> it really is. Don't take on a mentor too soon. Learn who is actually legit in the agency, and then become have them become your mentor.
1: That's a that's a really good idea. You don't want to get lost in translation there on trying to model yourself or after somebody else. That's Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: There are a couple of guys at our our agency that my you know my first year on, I was like, man, they seem like they've got their shit squared away. They seem like the person I want to be, and then. I tried to model myself after them a little bit and it kind of came crashing down when I realized that they did not have their shit smart way. We'll put it that way. And I probably wanted to be under the tutelage of someone else. Yeah. So just sit back a little bit, get through your FTO period, maybe get through a couple months solo. Like we said, learn your fucking agency, figure out who those guys are that you want to, you want to run through walls for.
1: Next one is um, kind of, back on the blue Falcon thing, but, um, you know, don't be one, don't be one, be a blue Falcon and you shouldn't be as a rookie to begin (laughs) with in the first place. But, uh, understand something that I'm not saying it's entirely dead, but the brotherhood is mostly dead. And I mean that in the sense of they're kind of like Turk just advised, you know, where, you know, you're trying to mentor up to somebody, understand that, you know, most people have your best interest at heart, Um, but at the same time, there's probably some people who, who really don't care. Um, so, you know, me coming from the military where everything, um, and then going into law enforcement, kind of expecting that as a rookie and finding out kind of the hard way from time to time that not everybody's on the same page that, you know, find your group of guys or find the group of guys that you really gel with, um, and that, you know, you would do anything for, um, and then develop that brotherhood within there, you know, that's going to do good good for everybody it's gonna do good great. it's awesome when you get put in a squad you know a two-man squad and you get to go uh go out and crush it you know and you get to go do things like uh uh you know there's the wild west essentially so <laughs> yeah a lot of fun doing that so but but understand that not everybody the brotherhood of it is uh you know there's a lot of s- self-serving people law enforcement and they're not really in it for anybody other than themselves so shy away from those people as much as possible i'm gonna stay there and not get going any farther
0: <laughs> Yeah, I guess I almost have to debate you a little bit on that. And oh, maybe yeah. it's maybe it's the me. Maybe it's the guy that just loves this fucking career so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you are one of them. But I've got I've got some real brothers and sisters in this career. Yep, And I just I have to hold out hope that that brotherhood and that camaraderie is not dead. And that we're going to see better times. It, and I made that announcement at the beginning of the episode. The people that you know, I thank at the PD I really do have some people that I don't look at like brothers and sisters. They are my brothers and sisters, right? And I think there's been a lot of factors into why that camaraderie's been hit so hard. Um, I think it was our our guest appearance on Roll Call Room. He talked about how you know no one sticks around after shift; everyone bolts. I think that's kind of bred when you've got departments that are so anal about overtime; they're trying to get kick people out on time. Departments that are so against proactivity that you're not getting in this shit with your buddies. You know what I mean? Yep. You're just kind of in this little bubble and that's kind of what's being bred. That's all, you know, I have to hope that it's not dead. Like you said, there are some people out there and I think it's been this way forever and it will continue to be this way forever. There are people out there that are just in it for themselves. Yep. You could just have to spot that and avoid them. Like you said.
1: Well, and you know, one of the things that I take great pride, is that you you're in a brotherhood and sisterhood, you know, you're going to go, you're going to go do, you know, do anything for these people. And if you can out who is self-serving right off the bat and Mm -hmm. you, you know, you don't associate yourself with them, it's no different than like going to high school and you kind of develop your own little click there. And you, you know, you almost cut to the point where they just, you know, until they change their attitude, then you welcome them, welcome them back in, you know, Mm -hmm. but, uh, but you have to be careful with those people. Cause you know, when it comes down to the to crunch time and it's real high risk, high intensity, well, you know, you have to understand that who's going to have your back through, you know, through the thick of it. So, and not going to like uh, throw you under a bus or anything.
0: Yeah. So, yep. Uh, my next one is don't take on too much too soon. And what I mean by with this is almost all agencies out there have all like endless opportunities to get involved in things. Canine, SRT, Friggin' tac medics, uh, FTO, all sorts of instructors. Don't put too much on that plate too soon, because it will overflow quicker than you can realize. And you need to figure out what you actually want to do, and then put your effort, your time, and your your money and your effort into that, because it'll help you become better at that and make you become more of an expert at that, as opposed to kind of a jack of all trades.
1: Yeah, and you know, kind of understand the reality that. If, you know you're not going to be a detective after like one year. Yeah. It takes a lot of time to get to that point.
0: Well, um, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Pump yeah. the brakes, pump the brakes.
1: Maybe. Um <clears throat> but you know, understand the re- you know, the reality of of those things, you know, like like Turk said don't set yourself up for, you know, wanting to have all this stuff, you know, me me me, i need 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 and and then uh you want this detective role like after one year and that's not, yep. that's not even feasible. You don't know enough. So.
0: Well, and like for me, I ended up becoming a canon officer and SRT, like within a month of one another. And it was great and cool. And I love both gigs. But I think looking back, man, I should have been one or the other at first and learn how to kind of hone my craft and then pick up the other one. Yeah, you're super busy. I yeah. Mean- I mean, you're you're training all the time, but is that training really sticking? Because it's all being thrown at you at once. So, yeah, don't load up that plate too much.
1: We all love training. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. We like most training. We like the hands-on training, the SWAT training, things like that. The PowerPoint, you know, death by PowerPoint training, I just cannot do. I right. still falling asleep. Oh, this is my last one. So
0: Okay. Yeah. I have three more to go.
1: All right, I'll just go with this one because this is probably going to touch – you're probably going to say find a healthy, uh, a healthy work-life balance. I think, yep. you know, obviously, you know, you're going to get overtime. You're going to be forced into things. You're going to, you know, long hours, uh, long days, you know, make sure that you are setting aside time to go attend your kids' sporting events. Um, mm-hmm family first and foremost. Uh, you know, I think that a lot of law enforcement officers kind of end up regretting that on the backside of their career. Um, and they think, look back on it and go, you know, I wish I was there for this. I wish I was there for that. So <clears throat> right off. If you can figure out how to uh, set a time for your family to where you're present and, you know, those relationships within your household uh, can to uh, to, make sure you can do that. So
0: that's yeah, a good one. I didn't think of that one, but that, that's a really good one because you're right. I mean, family comes first, family is the most important. And unfortunately, this is a 24 hour gig that, you know, can sometimes really get in the way of that. So, yep. No, I, so I got three left. Uh, the all first right, hit one, them all. Let's do them. Yeah. The first one is, uh, don't spend money like the senior officers do because you're not making senior officer money. That's a good one. Don't go out and buy that brand new pickup truck. Don't go buy a brand new house. Especially if you're on FTO, you shouldn't be buying a house anyway. I try to harp that to people, and for some reason, they don't seem to understand that. Uh, Most departments, you're on probation for six months, a year, year and a half, and they can release you for any reason they want to. So it's not good to have a mortgage and a $600 car payment when they can boot you to the, you know, curb whenever they want to. But yeah, you you're, you're going to see the senior guys having nicer things because they've been there for 5, 10, 15, 20 years and they're making more money than you. They can afford it, you can't. Drive that Toyota Corolla into work every day. Yeah. <laughs> Stay with your parents as long as you can and save some money because it's going to bite you in the ass if you don't.
1: I couldn't agree with that more, you know, when I, <clears throat> I was in the Marine Corps, we had, you know, new privates right private first classes right out of boot camp that would come and they'd buy like these laptops or these real expensive things and they would have like a 19 percent interest rate in your head <laughs> like what the hell <laughs> like that's
0: <laughs> run center is gonna have that back here pretty soon buddy
1: yeah i mean like since i'm like you know self-respect for yourself essentially yeah. uh, living before you start buying these things
0: take a fucking dave ramsey class or something or listen to the senior guys around you yep so next one i've i knew i never had an issue with this but it's amazing to look around and see keep your dick or your cooter in your pants (laughs) for fuck's sake Uh, 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 okay that that badge bunny (laughs) can ruin your career that that nurse can ruin your career. Your coworkers can ruin <laughs> can ruin your life too. I'm talking everything from getting fired to losing your pension. Fake pregnancies. I've seen that. I've seen just yeah, keep your dick in your pants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it I I don't get it. I really don't. Um, yeah,
1: that's uh that's that's a yeah, that's a good one because you know, there's a lot of rookies that me and Next, you know they're, <laughs> shat, <shattered. Yeah. laughs> fired. Um,
0: Certainly, yeah. There might be rookies that go almost all the way through the academy, and then their first day on FTO are fired because of relations <laughs> that they had at the academy. Relations. <laughs> <laughs> um. It well, it's just it, it. The main thing is this: like, ten, <laughs> Tinder. What? What? <laughs> what, are you, what are you laughing at?
1: I, I'm just thinking about that. That's funny.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck.
1: <laughs> Lost train of thought, sorry. What,
0: what, no, what I'm trying to say is like, Tinder is a thing, right? Bumble is a thing for non-first responders, okay? That shit is, it's a young person's game and it's not for people carrying a badge and a gun or a firefighter's helmet or, you know, whatever it is we have a different lifestyle a different responsibility keep it in your fucking pants
1: yeah and and if some girls when you go and ask you to hand you know just walk away cuz yeah. you're you're setting yourself up for some issues there there's definitely probably going to be an ia involved um so yeah um avoid them at all costs so
0: well and th- this is my my advice I learned this from an FTO that I actually hated at County. It's kind of su- surprising that I learned this from them, but every interaction act as if your spouse, or if you don't have a spouse, your mother, your sister, your grandmother is right behind you. Mm-hmm. And if the way that you're acting during the interaction would embarrass you to that person, don't fucking do it. Exactly. So yeah, now now that we're past the dicks and pants and I think that's pretty clear and I think everyone understands that. My last one is it takes a lifetime to build a legacy of good, but only one mistake will ruin it forever. Yeah. That's um, some deep shit. Yeah. I, I try to be, I try to be deep as I can. We talked about being the, the redneck philosopher and I'm trying to live up to that name. Perfect. It, you can do something right. 99 out of a hundred times and you do it wrong the one time. That's what they're going to remember. It's not going to be the 99 other times that you smashed it. So you got to have your head head on straight. You have to be locked in, and you got to be prepared to be perfect every day.
1: Couldn't agree. That's good advice to to take a hold of. So, and it's real deep, like you. Said. Yeah. Philosophical of you. Yeah, you're i've I've
0: never that. been I've never been uh, accused of being deep before, but that's a. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot now.
1: Day one. I think your uh, your next profession after uh, after your law enforcement, you're going to have to go out and mm-hmm. do some like speaking to uh you know the public the general public i could like see you cr- doing that
0: <laughs> like the crackhead on the corner that people are oh. leaving quarters for <laughs> hey buddy
1: you can be better than this you know you can you don't
0: have to be a crackhead
1: you got greatness out in front of you just go get it
0: darn it people like me <laughs> how did that go that was on the snl it was uh, uh it was like- you're, you're you're good enough you're smart yeah. enough, and gosh darn it, people like you.
1: <laughs> He's looking in the mirror.
0: Yeah, exactly, okay. exactly.
1: That is awesome. Well, fuck,
0: I thought so. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a good way to wrap this podcast up. I agree. I agree. Everyone, take a second to look in the mirror and remember that you're good enough, you're smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like you.
1: <laughs> Unless you're a blue falcon, nobody. Likes Unless you.
0: you're a blue falcon, and then you should quit your job and. Go live in a van down by the river.
1: We're just throwing SNL skits in here left and right. This is great.
0: I I doubt they're going to sponsor us. Uh,
1: Well, I don't know if I'd want them to NBC fake news. I don't, I don't know. I think we're we're on to better things here.
0: I guess, uh, you know, the only suggestion I have is if you are a rookie and you have questions, hit them up. We'll, you know, we'll ask them on the show or if you're someone who knows a rookie suggest this episode or this podcast to them and we'll give them some information the best we can.
1: Yeah. And if you want to throw this into their training, like, you know, their, uh, their synopsis <laughs> of training, you know, their curriculum that they need to do So in there because it probably help you as an FTO a lot easier than having to explain it to them about a hundred times.
0: Yeah. You don't so, have to talk. We did.
1: Yeah, we did it for you. This is your, uh, this is your way out of that. You can sit back, watch Netflix while they listen to yeah, us. Absolutely. So it's a win-win.
0: They listen to us mess up our own names and be general idiots. Yeah,
1: say things we probably shouldn't say. And...
0: We say it so you don't have to.
1: Yeah, bingo. And then, and then if you if they do something and you're sitting over there and then they you know they have an out. If you're a rookie, you kind of an out. Well, those Target Swagger told me to do it this way.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Ah. <laughs> Disclaimer at the beginning of the episode says this is that all. This fictional. Is for yeah this is all fictional it says this is for entertainment purposes only <laughs> yeah well i do not i don't want to see my name on a fucking lawsuit
1: but you know apparently uh never mind <laughs> <I> Things <so. laughs>
0: happen. <laughs> we just walked down that
1: <laughs> do, do, do.
0: well fuck mm-hmm. you got well, anything else swagger
1: i have i have nothing else i just had to take a drink of water
0: <laughs> say, do you have anything else to get us in trouble
1: <laughs> oh uh, and it kind of comes with the name, Swagger, Bob, the <laughs> Swagger type. You know. All right,
0: Ejectocito. Got to
1: go. No, I don't. Everybody stay safe out there. Good episode. I'm excited for this one. I'm excited to hear what the rookies have to say. Um, if you have any questions, uh, reach out to us. Sorry, my phone was going off this whole time. I don't know why. Um, Is your wife
0: telling you to stop talking to me and go to bed?
1: I think it might be, or you're being too loud. I don't know. So,
0: sorry. Well, Okay, uh, Facebook is spinning our gears, or at spinning our gears. Twitter is at spinning our gear, no s. Instagram is spinning our gears.
1: You stole my part. Oh fuck. Sorry.
0: Well, it's good. no, I'll cut it. I'll cut it out. You do it. No, no, no. We're- no, no, no. No, no, no. no.
1: <laughs> it's more for the uh, comedic value of the show. So, what we'll fucking hit it. <laughs> I don't want to do it now. You did it already. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't want to do it now. Fuck you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> don't tell me I have to, Swan. <laughs> All right,
0: (laughs) God, before yeah, before we go off the rails entirely, everyone stay safe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Next time you're up, you will drag your weary fried ass out of bed, you will put on your gun and your vest, and you will do it all over again. You know why? Because it's a front row seat to the greatest show on earth.
0: That's good.